1: Welcome into Fantasy Football with Mozzie and the muscle. I'm the muscle joined by my co-host who loves a good chipkin sandwich. Mozzie. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love my autocorrect didn't even try on that one. It was like, dude, that's not <laughs> that doesn't look like any word in any dialect, sir.
1: I was cracking up because it sound it sounded like intentional memeing of it.
0: <laughs> well, but. I was going for chimkin. You know you, how like your doggo says chimkin in your head. Um it's chimkin.
1: Mine <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how my dog pronounces chicken in her head, right? But
0: that's how I I, uh, I know that's how it. it's just like <laughs> you've got a good gauge on that. That's funny. But then it turned um, into Shimkin. It was like Shurukan and chicken put together,
1: <laughs> Shurukan sandwich. <laughs> Sounds like a threat from any, from a an ninja. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're getting into the uh, Saturday games here of divisional weekend. Um, we'll be back uh, tomorrow to do the Sunday ones. Um I, I like doing it this way when we have the Saturday and the Sunday because we have pretty much all the news at this point for these ones. Mm-hmm. So we we'll got right on into it. We've got Houston at Baltimore as our first game on Saturday. We would have Baltimore winning. Uh forty three point five total. Baltimore favored by nine and a half. Um you're taking the over in the Houston cover.
0: Yep. Yep. I it wasn't my initial reaction. It's kind of just over the course of the week that's where I've ended up. And to put it in a nutshell, I think the Baltimore Ravens defense is really good, and I think it doesn't really matter against C.J. Stroud the way he's been playing. Um, It's going to matter for parts of the game, and for other times it won't. Like He's just going to have some of those throws where you're like, this dude is fucking insane. Um, And because of that, I don't think the Ravens can just ride the D. MJD uh, <laughs> would look at me disapprovingly, as I say. <laughs> they, I don't think they can just ride their defense the whole game and Justin Tucker field goal their way to a victory, which is, you know, that's like the easy Baltimore way to win. Um, mm,
1: it's the go-to.
0: But, yeah, I think it, they're going to put pressure on Baltimore to also have to score. and I So, like, I think essentially there's an extra touchdown in there. On what okay. the uh, that's why I'm taking the over is, you know, this is sort of implying like a, this is like a 2320 or a 2421 kind of thing around there. And I think that mm-hmm. this is kind of just a little higher than that. So I am taking the over and I'm absolutely taking Houston to cover. Uh, it's really interesting to go back and look at their first game. Uh, I don't know if you did that. I did that just for fun. They're two. Because oh, com- it, it was
1: week one, right?
0: Yeah, it was week one. They're two <laughs> completely different teams now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you ignore the actual score, they're almost identical. Uh, Houston had 268 yards. Baltimore had 265. Houston had 18 first downs. Baltimore had 18 first downs. Houston had 29, just over 29 minutes of possession. Uh, Baltimore had just over 30 minutes of possession. They each had, I think, the exact same amount of drives. Uh, Houston had 12. Baltimore had 11. They're like, they're Spider-Man memeing each other. Like, they were really (laughs) even. And it's funny because both teams had not figured their shit out yet. I'd argue the only aspect of the teams that had been figured out was probably Baltimore's special teams and maybe some of their defense. But their offense hadn't figured shit out. The Texans hadn't figured fuck all out offensively or defensively. Um, And that was a pretty close game in a lot of ways. I think that uh, this time around, Houston's going to really push them. And this is going to be like a, I'll say like a four to seven point victory for Baltimore. Somewhere Mm -hmm. in there.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I I can see that. Yeah, it's a... It's a tough one. I don't think either team matches up great against each other. Um, and yeah, looking back on that first game, uh, another aspect of the possible Spider-Man memeing is I think we'll see Stroud run, running a bit more than usual. And actually Lamar running a bit less than usual maybe um, based on how these teams match up. So
0: I'm going to push back on that, that one, but I'll let you go. On the Lamar go. one? Yeah.
1: Okay. I think so, that's
0: a sneaky deficiency of the Texans, is they're not good against rushing quarterbacks, even though they play a lot of zone. Kyler kind of torched him. He had 50 and a touchdown. Ritter torched him. Uh, Anthony Richardson torched him. It was earlier in the year, but it's...
1: Yeah, because... Yeah, in that first game, again, very different. Lamar was was 6'38", so pretty normal, maybe even below his normal. But, um the uh yeah between the the zone heavy thing and then also i just like how his pass catchers match up right. so i think it's it's going to be a bit more of a needing to run less combined with the not as good run looks and i think and i think it'll just be more more air production for him versus it being shifted to the ground because mm-hmm. i like i like zay's matchup um just individual and against the zone I like the tight end matchup, whether it's Mandrews or Likely or both. Um, I will say I'm not really big on the running backs from either team, so maybe we do see just more design runs for Lamar, and that kind of negates the the scramble boost that he has against man. So it may not be. The reason I didn't take his under was I'm like, well, it's still Lamar; he can still break a design any design run for x yards, and you're like, well, shit. (laughs) So, but. (laughs) It's I, I, for me. It's not a like blow up run spot, but I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, never, I'm not going to want to take Lamar rushing under. That's only. That oh God, rough. No. But yeah. yeah. But also on the Houston side, though, with Stroud. Um, I like Nico. I liked him regardless. I like him even more with Humphrey out. So I kind of put him in the banger just because that connection is insane, and they're gonna He's the only guy left pretty much <laughs> um, at receiver, and because of that, I do think we might see Stroud run a bit more. Like. We're talking about a pretty stout defense, and I know we were like you were mentioning um, the the possible lack of distance between how good Cleveland's defense is and how good Baltimore's defense is. I think there's kind of a big gap there. I think Cleveland's defense is pretty overrated, personally.
0: I do too, especially the latter
1: half of the season. Yeah,
0: and I think that's part of it. Is I I think Miles Garrett. His injury. Like he he really kind of sucked the second half of the year. I don't mean sucked. Like he was probably getting double teamed. Sucked for him. And right. And like (laughs) without injury, he was still amazing. And then with injury, Mm -hmm. he just couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. So
1: but anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm expecting Stroud to have to run a bit more just based off of you know, against good old line but potential pressure, potential lack of stuff being open. Um, and we, we know that when the pressure, not, not like physical pressure, like from the line, but like the, like pressure of the situation gets high, like he will run if he needs to, as we saw in the Georgia game, which I was talking to someone about Stroud recently. I'm like, we ended up getting Georgia Stroud, like <laughs> that Georgia game Stroud. So he's been awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I, we we both kind of, I think are on the thought of Kyle Hamilton's going to be on Schultz. Yes. So we have some ancillary guys who might be strings, but with it just being like Nico and that's pretty much it. I think Stroud's going to have to take matters into his own hands a little bit more.
0: Yeah. I I'm I'm on the same page there. Like he's just man, he this would be the game to have Noah Brown back.
1: Yeah, it's a real shame he got hurt the first drive yeah. and went on IR. Probably that was sad. probably
0: shouldn't have played him i think his injury though is different it was a
1: different injury yeah no he right. it was it was entirely different yeah he injured he got a new injury in that game it was a shoulder because he got like popped and then landed on it and yeah so it was unrelated whenever that happens you're just like well, well throw your hands in the air and <laughs> accept it yeah <laughs> you're like football's football it happens yeah but so who else do you like from this game aside from nico on the houston side and anyone else from the baltimore side you're into?
0: um yeah so definitely on Nico. i'm not completely off singletary i don't like him i will like i'm not really trying to use him but i i also recognize that if they are getting pressure on stroud they're gonna have to try and run sometimes i think their fullback, full mm-hmm. back uh andrew beck he should be back this yeah. week
1: he's supposed to be back um and so I guess on that, real quick on the injury, so for Houston, um, everyone except for Hughes, who was out last week, looks like they're good to go. And then, of course, Noah Brown with the IR. Um, I do think we'll see more greener, because he only, he, he only played like 20% of the snaps last week, because he just came back. So I think we get a bit more of him. And then um, on the Baltimore side, we mentioned Humphrey out. Mandrews is quote-unquote up in the air, but he got the full practices in, so that's always good. Yeah. Um, And then... On the random note, they pretty much replaced Melvin Gordon with Calvin uh, with Cook. Cook. <laughs> so, that's yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. But anyway, diving back in. Uh, yeah. I'm cu- very curious about Mechie. I, I think that he could be essentially the difference maker uh, for this team. Like, if he has a good game, I think Houston can actually maybe do this or at least make it really close and force Baltimore to have to win it at the very end. But. It hasn't really come together yet, so I'm not like willing to bank on it. So as yeah, far it as
1: started t- to a little
0: last week, it did. It was better, but the I think the guy I like the most is actually Brevin Jordan. Um, this <laughs> is a week with a shit ton of good tight ends. Like <laughs> your tight end options, you've got like five. It's awesome. This is like Mozzie Heaven this week. There's so many <laughs> good tight ends. But Brevin Jordan is such a good tight end, too, and I really do expect um, Hamilton to try and cover Schultz as he should, because he's actually got the size to do that as, like, a 6'4 fucking safety.
1: It's a perfect matchup (laughs) for the Ravens to
0: have that. And Brevin Jordan sucks ass at blocking, but he is a pretty good receiver, so... I don't hate them potentially, again, doing a two tight end set sort of situation where, like, because obviously if Kyle Hamilton goes to block Brevin Jordan, then Dalton Schultz is open. They're, and you don't want that. So mm-hmm. my guess is he's going to be on Schultz most of the game, and Brevin Jordan will have some open looks. I I think he might be a really interesting, like, two-game flex option. <laughs>
1: Yeah, on the two gamer, he, he's more interesting. I'm not gonna go there on the full weekend slate. So, b- both no. sides have both options, so that's nice. I like, I like, I like being able to do both. I'm a big fan of two gamers just because I like the the strategy involved in it. But, um, I mean, yeah, I think they're both, um, <laughs> they're both I mean, four gamers isn't isn't much more per se. But yeah, yeah, the I mean, he got that one last week. He was like a slate breaker last week, hilariously. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, like, 70-yard run. That was crazy. Yeah.
1: Um, Which, I mean, that's kind of what he does. Yeah. (laughs) My tight end from the U. (laughs) Yep. Athletic as hell, but don't ask him to block. (laughs) Uh,
0: The Ravens. Now, this is a hot take. I actually think Lamar might run all over them. And it's it's tough because it's zone, but it's also Lamar. Yeah,
1: the zone aspect is more of, like, a scramble thing. That's,
0: so like, when I look at this... I mean, he has plenty of design runs. He does. This Texans defense, if he gets past the first four guys, the Will Anderson, Sheldon Rankins, Malik Collins, and Jonathan Greenard, if he gets past them, I think he houses it. Because Perryman is old. I like him, and he's good at stopping the run, but he can't tackle Lamar. Cashman... Has been having a great year, but he is a former Jet. He cannot tackle Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched Cashman in w- way more games than other people, and Neville Hewitt is also a former Jet. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen these guys fail so hard at tackling Lamar. So, like, if it's not, it's the pretty front much four, just Petrie. Exactly. If it's not the front four, it has to be the guys in the secondary. And if Lamar has a head of steam heading into the secondary, I am fucking worried if I'm the Texans. (laughs) So I definitely think that there is like the distinct possibility that all of my lineups this week are full on Lamar. And I don't like if I get burned playing Lamar, I'm not going to be mad
1: yeah <laughs> that's when you can kind of especially depending on how the roster percentages shake out. I've not looked at all at that yet um, I guess we can kind of look into that as we go a bit, but yeah, I mean, there's also a chance I just have him paired with Zay and one of the tight ends, and so going on to that, like i if if Manres is in, I kind of have a tough time playing them, although I guess if Mandrews is in, are you just assuming he's all good to go? I think
0: if Mandrews is in, he's got to be 100%. Because if you play him and he's not 100%, like, that is just serious malpractice. Likely's been killing it. And yeah, it'd be cool to have both of them in there, but it's not a necessity, and you want to win the Super Bowl. So like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if he's out, I'm smashing in Likely. If he's in, it gets tough, because there's a lot of good tight ends.
1: Yeah, cuz they they're 300 apart at least on DraftKings. Um so it kind of makes it pretty easy You just, you know, drop him down and then maybe you have Hutchison pitbull him up to you. However, however you have it set up. But it's not a tough change there on um on FanDuel. Let me see what the price difference is. So, they are 500 apart on FanDuel. So also pretty close there. Um the problem is we'll get to it next hand. there's also Kittle right around them in price God, too. I know. <laughs> um but um Anyway, yeah, like if, if Mandrews is out, I will very heavily consider on the two gamer, the two tight end and doing like, you know, just Kittle and likely and then stacking up Baltimore with, you know, Zay, likely Lamar, and then getting Kittle and some Niners. Um but yeah, going going deeper, I want to go back to Mechie a little bit. So he I have him as the stream specifically. So I think okay, I know Robert Woods is coming in banged up, but I think you could say that almost every week this year. <laughs> I f- I think Robert Woods is kind of getting overtaken um, by both Mechie and Hutchinson. Actually, nice. Um, both play more. Both both play more than him last week. Um, and Me- Mechie, he's been playing out wide more. Like I know earlier in the year he was kind of just like rotating with Robert Woods, but he's actually playing out wide more because someone's got someone has to at this point. So so he's getting those looks and like Mechi's someone we really liked. We coming out, he just obviously had that you know unfortunate start to his career. Um, he had what? What did he have? Was it? Was it? Um, was it? Hodge? He had something like serious. I forget what I, it was. I
0: want to say he might have had like non-Hodgkins.
1: Thought it was something like that. It was something like actually like
0: it was. It was not good.
1: Yeah, I'll. It was something. It was. It was a. It was a big, big bad one. Anyway. Um. So yeah, he's finally getting the chance to play this year. Yeah, it was lucky. So. Okay. Yeesh. Yeah. So, coming back from that one, just very impressive in general. And two, actually performing the playoffs like even more so. You love that story in general, but even even that aside, like he's someone that we liked a lot coming out, and we're starting to see some of those traits show. He's getting the snaps. He's getting more looks. So, this week I do actually like him over Hutchinson. I think both are fine, like value punts just because you're looking what Hutchinson's the minimum. So he fits in even more easily. Like, I think he's going to play about half the snaps, maybe a little more. Like I, I'm banking on those two guys getting phased in and Robert was getting phased out at this point, just because that's kind of where we're going to.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what you're hoping for when you get Robert Woods and a bunch of young receivers, right? Yeah. You get, mm-hmm. cause
1: it's at the point now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You get him to start. And then as the season goes on, hopefully The young receivers develop a bit, and then by the end of it, they're starting to fight their way into the rotation.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, like they're going to be in in two receiver sets a lot, just because they had a second tight end or a fullback, fullback out there, like two thirds of the time, basically. Yeah. So (laughs) it's kind of just, I mean, yeah, that's that's why Evan Jordan's also in consideration there. Yeah. Um, are there any Baltimore guys you want to get to, whether it's running backs or other receivers, or are you kind of just tight focus on Baltimore?
0: I'm pretty tight on Lamar's Zay and Isaiah. Likely you'd already hit on Zay. So I didn't really go into that, but mm-hmm. uh, he's in a smash spot for me. I think your lineup needs to have him. Um, that's yeah. yeah. I don't,
1: I don't really like the running backs cause split and also not
0: really a good run matchup. Um, yeah, like Gus is like, in a really tough spot. If anything, I would probably want Justice Hill, and I don't really want to do that. He just saves you a bunch of money. Yeah, exactly. And like,
1: I don't, I don't have like any lean on Odell. I just, I mean, there's enough guys around him in prices that I'm not too concerned. Like, may, like if you get, if you're at, if you have three seven and you put an Agolor, like, I mean, even then, it's just like, I, I would think I'm just gonna keep this tight group for Baltimore. Yeah. Like there, okay. Will there probably be someone random who scores for Baltimore? Yeah, probably. But <laughs> it's that's Baltimore. You you just run that risk with Baltimore, and you know you deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it could be Malik Cunningham for all we know. <laughs> that would be really funny. I mean, hey, they had that. They had the bye week. They had the bye week. <laughs> you never <did>. know. <laughs> but anything else with this game before we jump to the next one?
0: No, I'm I'm really excited for this one. I'm glad it's Saturday. Uh, Yeah, this is this is definitely the better game on Saturday, I think, for sure. And even though I'm I'm like fairly confident Baltimore does win, I'm also fairly confident that Houston is a like this is a good a good tight game with shots back and forth, you know.
1: Yeah, as long as someone besides Nico can help, then they're definitely gonna stay in it. That's just the kind of concern is like, who else steps up?
0: Yeah. That's fair, but
1: But yeah, that's kind of, that's why I had the Stroud rushing. Like I think Stroud's just going to Stroud's going to step up and figure it out. Um, But next up though, we've got green Bay at San Fran, Um, 15 and a half point total nine and a half point spread again here. I think this, this one's a bit more fitting on the spread. I'm taking San Fran to win here. Yeah. So this was one. Yeah. This is one that I think is actually kind of a fun one to dissect for the green Bay offense, San Fran defense. And this is about... To, I'm going to segue in and out of Iran here. Um, so, for Green Bay, it's kind of interesting. Because San Fran has been pretty zone-heavy all year. And we're like, okay, we saw them tear up a zone last week. Which,
0: on that... <laughs> what, the, what the fuck, Dan Quinn? Dude, that was fucking <laughs> hilariously bad. That was the dumbest like, thing I've ever seen. The most
1: bad-heavy team all year... All of a sudden, it gets a team where you want to be man-heavy decides to sit in his own and not change a single thing, and they just got obliterated.
0: Literally, the like, only thing I could think of is that Dan Quinn legitimately thought Jordan Love was Justin Fields. That's like... Like, that is the only thing that makes sense in my head like they might have literally watched the wrong team or he
1: just <laughs> he just pulled out his his black quarterback game right plan he's and like okay kind of he's black so
0: we know what we have to do <laughs> we have to go zone so he doesn't run all over us meanwhile jordan love has barely fucking run this year i want to see how many rushing attempts he even has on the year really quick he doesn't
1: have many he has he like hand and
0: like he can but, but he really a lot doesn't. of them were early yeah
1: let most me. of them were first half of the year I want to say but and like yeah he he's gotten some touchdowns too and like like last week okay last week I bet his touchdown because I'm like oh Dallas is gonna come out in man they're gonna you know be plastering these guys and there's gonna be open lanes for love well she like you know he'll, he'll take those when they're there and he needs to and lo and behold <laughs> fucking zone and then like why is Romeo Dobbs shredding up Dallas like And the the tight end leak was a fucking tight end waterfall. Right. Like no one was within, no one was on the fucking screen. Like
0: (laughs) and like his pass wasn't good on that. It was just like there's no one who can even get there in in like a full minute. So he just has to not throw it out of bounds at that point. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So Love has rushed fifty times this whole year, which. Through eighteen games is just under three yeah. rushing attempts a game. Not much. Which is fucking hilarious because that was that's like the only thing I can think of. He had one carry versus Dallas. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess he ran it nine times against New Orleans. And then most games it's just two or three, sometimes four. Yeah, like like he's got he's got four rushing touchdowns on the year because yeah, he can do that, but yeah, it's pff. <laughs> I. And, like, against Green Bay, like, and this is kind of going to segue into Sanford, like, you want to be man heavy and make love be accurate. Yes. And then, like, you know, especially with Watson banged up, like, they don't really have man beaters. Like, Jaden Reed, maybe, but, like, they're all young and, like, and you just make, you have to make them figure it out and beat you. And so, with that, San Fran has been really zone heavy this year. But, you know, Shani's, Shani's not a dummy. They're, they're DC. Who's their DC right now? Um, is it Merheem Morris?
0: Isn't it Steve Wilkes? Or is
1: it Wilkes? Oh, it's Wilkes. Yeah, Raheem Morris is Rams. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wil- Wilkes is their, their DC, which, again, insane that they got him there. Um, so yeah. they're, they're not dummies. I feel like they might end up going more man heavy this game than we've seen, which they, they've done before. So I was looking through their logs. And so um, they've, when they have Ward, Ambery, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> D'Amador Lenoir, who we just, we just call Armoir, when they're the starters, they are a little more man-heavy. Um, and so, like, a lot of times, like, they, you know, have the two outside guys on their side play zone. But I feel like they may run a little more man-heavy this week. And, I mean, not, not, like, not typical Dallas levels, but, you know, instead of, you know, 20%, maybe, like, 40%. Um, <laughs> just because they know, like, you got to basically you got to force love to be accurate and beat you with accuracy and then if you can get him to fuck up that's where you make the money so
0: yeah i mean you can this is what i didn't understand is i'm like dan quinn you can switch mid game and you can switch like mid series like you can go man and then on third down switch to zone you know you can do that right like
1: (laughs) It was so bad. Like, watching their defense get. Watching that zone get obliterated was so. Like, it was. I was physically in pain. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And then they
0: didn't even stop the run to boot. Like, it was so bad. I actually kind of feel bad for Dallas and Dallas fans because that was. Like, that's. Your coach is just literally through that game. And they're keeping McCarthy, which I don't hate.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Could he, you do better, but... you Probably, but, I mean, there's Bill Belichick will never fucking go to Dallas. That doesn't make any sense yeah. for the type of guy he is. Uh, yeah, but this Quinn's would be guy. this
1: would be the year to move on. Yes. Oh, yeah, Dan Quinn's...
0: <laughs>
1: the fact that he got head coaching talk, I hated that the whole entire time. Me too. And so, like, as pissed off as I was, I was glad to see him just get obliterated because...
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we've seen yeah, this no, so in Atlanta. It was bad. Yeah, Why are With we treading yeah. this?
1: Like, he had a really good team in at Atlanta and was not a good head coach. God. And, you know, yeah, anyway. 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 Um Yeah, so I'm not really sure who I like on Green Bay to get to that because I'm not entirely sure what we're going to see from that defense-wise. I think the there's two things. One, I think Reed getting Armoire in the slot is a nice matchup for him. Um, mm mm-hmm we're kind of talking about the week early thing. I think me, I think what we were wanting to see from him against Dallas between slot matchup and design touches might be what we actually get here. But I also want to mention that Watson is just super cheap on both sides.
0: I know. And he should be by all accounts. Good to go.
1: Yeah. Cause I, it was, this is what we kind of expected to happen. Cause this is what happened last time. First game back about half the snaps next game. He played pretty much full, full go. So I feel like that's what we're going to get here. And especially on the two game where we're talking 4,200 like, I'll take that. Oh, yeah. So, but it's tough. Like I was looking through who, okay. Who, who has beaten San Fran? Like, okay. AJ Brown and Devante did because the Eagles O line held up and they shredded the secondary. All right. And then we had Lockett and Zay also do well. Um, Terry did, but that was kind of garbage time. Yeah. Um, and then DK got like a kind of longer touchdown. So that's, I guess, more kind of Watson, but it's mostly not been Watson types. So I'm kind of having a tough, tough time on my decision on Green Bay. I mean, so that's why I'm not really.
0: I really think it's Jaden Reed. And I am I think a lot of people are not going to play him because of last week. But mm-hmm. I, I really do feel pretty strongly that we were on the week early thing, which, ha- which happens more than you'd think.
1: It's, really, it happens, it's annoying
0: how much we're a week early. It happens a fuck ton to us where we predict someone to blow up and they don't. And then the next week they blow up and we're like, God damn it. Um, (laughs) It happens maybe 10 to 15 times a season. Like no joke. So I, I'm kind of on Jaden Reed. I think the Niners are smart enough to know that if they're best at zone, they're going to mainly stay zone and then switch to man every now and then, as opposed to doing the Dan Quinn thing and staying mostly in zone and every now and then switching to man, which is what they're fucking best at. God, dude, that was so yeah. fucking... I know, I know it's not the game that's <laughs> happening, but that was so <laughs> fucking infuriating that it just keeps re-entering my brain. Fuck you,
1: I man. know. god <laughs> damn it. You it fucking was so idiot. bad. I. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was so bad. Like, we we could have we could have made a better game plan. Like I'm no doubt in my mind.
0: And like that's that's kind of my cons like if you're a Green Bay fan, I feel like that's your concern this week is like did we actually play an NFL team last week or did we play like a division three school with a make a wish kid calling the defense? <laughs> like, how good are we actually? Fuck. <laughs> are we gonna get murdered?
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and like
0: I don't think they will. I think it's possible, but I don't. think I will get say shit.
1: it. It is, it is Shanny versus one of his underlings, which I know. In general, he wins that.
0: He does. Kind of um, like the Bill thing. I did want to bring this up because I think this is actually something that I actually um didn't think about this until I was watching what's his name uh guy on YouTube uh shit Broncos guy Perna Brandon Perna and he was talking about how the Niners haven't really played a meaningful game in a really long time, and so I kind of, like, looked back on it, and he's kind of right. Uh, The Niners got absolutely eviscerated by the Ravens.
1: Yes, which I loved.
0: And that was amazing. They then add the Commanders, which was a nice, you know, get-right game, against the worst defense in the league. And then they rested people against the Rams, So that's six days of rest for those guys, plus the game, another seven days of rest into the bye week, and then another several days of rest. So there's almost three weeks of rest here for some of these Niners, and the only reason I really bring that up is, to me, that means the Niners are either going to be really, really fresh, or they're going to have to take a half to like reacclimate to things a little bit and the first half might be like fairly close before it explodes um or they're just going to get like kick the packers shit in from the first snap i'm not sure which it's gonna
1: i lean the strong start um (laughs) so like i mean looking at the start of the season they, they they were on fire to start the season like 30 30 30 35 42 like i mean they broke the cowboys like they did yeah
0: they <laughs> and so and the eagles
1: and yeah they usually start hot and it's it, they're they're it's tied to their health for me and like we, we got like we got like uh a little bit of debo and i they got like a little bit of work last week i do like i know kittle and some guys fully sat out but like making sure trent williams and the o-line are healthy making sure kittle's all good making sure cmc is all good like I think the the Forty Niners are one of the more injury finicky dependent teams. Like when they're fully healthy, they're insane. Yeah. So I lean more of like they have had time to get healthier, <coughs> so they're gonna smack. It's kind of where I'm at. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I, I follow <laughs> like Trent Williams getting three weeks of rest is not fair.
1: But... Yeah. Like <laughs> that's that's the it's the ideal scenario for San Fran, I think. So. I think their offense is going to be solid. The main thing is, like, my main thing is just I'm not sure what, I guess, the we see out of Green Bay. Um, and it's, speaking of that freshest injury-wise, uh, Clellan Farrell is out. I don't know if that matters too much because they got Randy Gregory and Chase Young in there. Yeah. Also, fuck you, Clellan Farrell. Um, <laughs> as a Raiders fan, fuck you. Um, fuck you. And then for the Packers, um, Kingsley... And Agbare is out. He's kind of a rotation outside linebacker for them. And then Jair is questionable, as always. Um, he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. We're recording this Thursday night, by the way. Um, he, I thought there was some, there's like a quote on him from LaFour, I'll, I'll find. But um, and then AJ Dillon is questionable as well. I forgot to write him in just because I kind of forgot about him. But he got in a limited on Thursday, but I think it was like super limited. So I would lean he's out again if I had to, yeah is a
0: neck injury
1: neck and thumb so kind of odd there yeah it's... but <laughs> yeah so so like last week though with, with jair i i had expected him to sit last week um because he like he came in with that injury and he hadn't really practiced much but he ended up going so
0: didn't he have a weird alignment though
1: so, yeah, that was kind of what he played, like, half the time. He and the other guy, I don't remember if it was Valentine or Valentine, whichever fucker, yeah. um, <laughs> they, like, split time. If you're Spanish, and then he also... no right? <laughs> <laughs> that was <It's> good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, so, um, yeah, he, I know he had left briefly with an injury thing to get checked out. I don't remember if he came back or not. I don't know if it mattered. Um, anyway, so, um. Yeah, they. So the weird thing though is they were really zone heavy even with him in, which was kind of a different thing we've seen from Green Bay because it had been when Jair was in, they're man heavy. When he's out, they're zone heavy. So looking at their defense in San Fran, you don't necessarily want to be zone heavy against San Fran, Not especially no. the Joe Barry zone. No, the Joe Barry zone one sounds like a <laughs> weird horror movie, and then two, like. The Niners will apps they, they will put up fucking 60 against the Joe Barry zone. Yeah. Like, so, like, I gotta think that if Jair is good to go, they're gonna try to stay man heavier and say, okay, like, Jair, other guy, like, try to keep I you can check. We don't want Debo to eat up our zone. I don't know who they're gonna put on Kittle. Either way. So, like, either way, I love Kittle. Yeah. And obviously CMC. Like, the the receiver choice is a little dependent on what, I, what Green
0: Bay might do. Yeah, I, um, for me, it's, it's a Kittle CMC and Niners defense, uh, sort of stack. CMC is in a smash spot. I think you could even do CMC and his backup, uh, Elijah Mitchell and Kittle. Yeah,
1: I have him as a stream.
0: <laughs> like, not nice. Um, yeah, Kittle is in such a fucking smash spot. The middle of the field against the Packers is terrible. Like,
1: yeah, it's, it's it's a nut spot for Kittle regardless of how much manor zone they play. Yeah. And he's not expensive, so... No. <laughs> Kittle, Kittle's kind of locked in for me. Um, I like CMC a lot. Um, the I think he, like, he's going to get his rushing production, but I think the shift between rushing and receiving might kind of depend on the man zone. But I was thinking through it, and I'm like, wow, like, th- this is the general catch-22 with McCaffrey as well, though, is, like, if you play man, like, he just has to beat one guy and then he can zoom off if he plays yeah. zone like he can he can just get a bunch of seven yard gains over and over so it's like well is he going to get the catches or be efficient like it doesn't really matter <laughs> so it'll be one like, of the two yeah because because i actually i put in a lot of bets on the niners earlier today and like i bet mitchell's touchdown i bet cmc's receiving yardage because his rushing is like at 95 or some shit Jesus. um i bet a bunch of kittle stuff i'm like you know, I think they're gonna crush. So, like with Mitchell, actually, like he is super cheap for DFS. So I'm like, you know, I don't mind going Kittle, uh, Kittle, CMC, Mitchell, and then either like Purdy or another Niner or their defense or whatever. Just like loading up.
0: Yeah, and if they do put up sixty, you know, CMC's got a calf issue. He's definitely not playing uh, the whole game. It's
1: <sighs> yeah, that, that's that's why I had Mitchell in just because I'm like, CMC's good to go. But, like, (laughs) I don't think they want to overwork him this first game. No,
0: definitely not.
1: And Mitchell's good. And, like, when Mitchell's been healthy, like, he's been getting work regardless. So, that's just been the hard part is the healthy thing.
0: I think the tough question for Saturday is which quarterback to use. Um, Yeah. My first instinct was to go Stroud, and I changed.
1: Uh, He's he's cheap. I ended up with... Purdy or Lamar almost every time yes. for the Saturday
0: only. That's where I'm at, is you go Purdy, you go Lamar. Take the quarterback you think is going to win. Uh, I do think Love could have some garbage time, but he might also have a really tough day.
1: Yeah, on, uh, on FanDuel, Stroud's actually the cheapest. So, he I liked him a little more there. Um, I know um, he doesn't get the passing bonus there, but... He was the cheapest there. Like whereas on DraftKings, he's second most expensive. So, like I ended up with a lot of purdy on DraftKings. Um
0: Well yeah, I initially went Stroud on DraftKings, so I'm like, okay, I actually do think he's gonna throw for three hundred yards. But then it's like the okay, hit is Purdy. Does Purdy get yeah, four touchdowns without having to try? Like Yeah, exactly. So there's like there's definitely a semi decent chance that Debo just houses like two two catches from Yeah, <laughs> and I'm Kettle. having such a hard time. <laughs>
1: Like, I cannot decide between Debo and Ayuk because, like, I don't know if I can play, like, okay, in theory, you, yeah, you can play both. But, like, if you want Kittle and you want a running back, like, it's 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 hard. If you don't play CMC, you can play Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk and just go all the passing and say it gets that way, which is super bold. I don't, like, hate the idea, but I would rather just kind of spread it out a bit more. I don't know. I haven't decided fully yet, but I'll probably... Kittle, CMC, someone else. Where where are you at with Debo versus Ayuk here? I want Debo.
0: I just... So you're you're going with... that. He just eats their zone up. Yeah. I... Dude, the The Packers' safeties are so ass that I can't... And, like, if you just put Jair, if he's healthy, you just put him on Ayuk. Like, I think Ayuk can beat that a few times, but it's just so easy for Brody to go, all right, here, Kittle, here, Debo. Here you go. Yeah, the, uh... <laughs>
1: The premium, there's more of a premium on DraftKings. Debo's 800 more there, but he's only 400 more on FanDuel. So it's easier to get to Debo on, on FanDuel. And that makes more sense, too, because, like, he's he's an efficiency guy. He's more of a FanDuel guy. So the, the price gap is kind of weird to me between the sites. Like, I feel like it should be reversed. But, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to go wrong on San Fran. Like, I was looking through, like, this Saturday only on how I'm going to build. I'm like, man, I'm like, I might just do a ton of Ravens and a ton of Niners and, like, play maybe one of these other guys from another team, like maybe get Watson in. Like the problem is Nico's expensive. So like, yeah, it's hard to get him and Niners. So it's like, I don't know what do I do there. Like,
0: I mean, if you're the Ravens, can you just double team Nico and
1: that like, too? Like say, that's, that's the out. floor of it. <laughs> yeah. That's like that. The shit outcome for Houston is they, right. is Nico gets bracketed and doubled. And
0: yeah, then it's a really long day for Houston.
1: Uh, uh-huh. cause Like I said, who who, like then you're relying on Mechie, Hutchinson, Brevin. Like so if you think they do that, then those tertiary guys make a lot more sense. Which now that we talk through it, I feel like that seems like a kind of fairly likely wink wink pun intended outcome.
0: (laughs) I mean that that's also good because Mechie's gonna be cheap as shit, and that will allow you to get just all of the Niners.
1: Yeah, Mechie's thirty four and then Hutchinson's three. So there you go. Yeah, like I'm I'm looking through how you can do this now. So, all right, you go, you can go Purdy, McCaffrey, Mitchell, Debo, Kittle, um,
0: <laughs>
1: Ravens D, Zay, and I uh, fuck. I have 3700 for Agalor. Um, fuck. <laughs> I I've done so many builds where I end up with 3700. I'm like fucking damn it. I don't want to <laughs> play Aguilar but apparently I have to. Okay, if you if you change to Iuke you can go Schultz, but you know it's like that tough. So we'll we'll figure this out. Maybe maybe I go Lamar hey. Okay, here we go. I, I think I've got this figured out. So what we can do is we can go if you drop Debo to Iuk, you can do McCaffrey, Mitchell, Iuk, Kittle, and then go Lamar, Zay, Ravens D, and then Mechie and Hutchinson and as like struggle targets.
0: Hey, there you go. That's so, pretty good. We'll see
1: that that might, that might be one of that might be like a an MME lineup more so than a single entry. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> but anything else here before we uh, get going?
0: Um...
1: I make sure we didn't miss anything on this game because there's there was a lot to kind of go through on on this game. Yeah. I think... What any interest in like Jawan Jennings or like these? Like, like, how are you kind of approaching the other Packers receiver? Is there anything on that or?
0: Juwan Jennings is funny because he's actually one of the first guys I went to for this week, and I don't now I don't remember why. But I... is it
1: because he gets an easy slot matchup? That or...
0: might be it.
1: Because in theory, he does.
0: Because we were talking about how Isaiah Oliver was, you know, one of the best slot corners in the league, and they're not really using him which is kind of weird, so they've got some kind of scheme malfunction going on there. They're using uh, Commodore Armoire in there instead, and <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, So Jawan Jennings had been hurt a little bit. I, I have no clue if he's back this week. I haven't heard anything, so maybe he is all good to go, um, but he, he is the slot guy when they do go three receiver, and then Keyshawn Nixon is the easier, one of the easier corner matchups you'll get on the Packers in the slot, so Maybe that was why. And then also, yeah, like I see you wrote he could get the table scraps. Like, right. <laughs> kind of a good way to put it. So,
0: yeah, I have a feeling that like at the end of Saturday, a lot of Cowboys fans are just going to be like, we lost to them and not just yeah. like, lost. to them, like, we got killed by them. And it's not me trying to shit on the Packers. I just I think you beat a little league team last week.
1: Yeah, we're just trying. We're sticking uh, on the Cowboys, is
0: what we're doing. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. well, I do feel bad for it. it's really their coach. Their coaching is just a- abysmal, and hopefully, it's a good game. Uh, we don't want it to suck, but I'm excited for both of these.
1: Yeah, like so. The, fir- the first one I think might be it's it's not going to be as fantasy exciting, but it might be real life better, and then the other one might be more fantasy exciting, but not as real life good.
0: Yeah. I think that's. But I
1: think I think there is a chance it is. Like if we see like Lafleur Lafleur and the Packers step up and like, yeah, pull out some good chess moves.
0: Yeah, or maybe the Niners are really rusty for not playing for so long. They get in a bit of a hole and then they have to march back in the second half. You know.
1: I will say nothing would make me happier than San Fran losing here. I just want to say that real quick. Like, <laughs>
0: I'm
1: I'm a hater. Like, I, I'm a Shanny hater, and this is I'm very on record with this. So, it's tough because yeah. I also
0: don't like Shanny, but I do really like Kittle. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I think they'll I think they'll be fine. I <laughs> I think it's more next week we can start to worry because like next week we will hopefully get Lions Niners, which is yes. the matchup I've really been wanting to as well. Me too so as long as the as long as the lions take care of business uh which we'll, which we'll get to on our episode tomorrow then we'll get a really fun uh champion or conference championship round which i mean i if, if we get you know i mean either per either team baltimore gets is going to be fun um and then detroit San frame
0: would be so fun oh i know that's the matchup i've been wanting
1: yeah, because <laughs> cause we saw that at the start of last year, and we we're like, wait a second, what's Detroit doing? <laughs> like, they almost came back, like, down fucking 30, and it's like, wait, I want to see this again, <laughs> but, like, this year. So, I did like, want to mention
0: uh, my ESPN bracket challenge is 99.4%, because nice. apparently I got every pick right, with the exception of Cowboys Packers.
1: Oh, did you pick Tampa? Mm-hmm. Tampa. Or, yeah, like, so if you, if you pick Tampa and Houston, which we we did pick Houston anyway. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're looking good so far. And that would make my next picks, because you can't change them now, which I think is a little weird. It just sets. Um, oh. It, it is Ravens to win the Super Bowl.
1: Nice. Oh, so it's like March Madness. You make it and it locks it in. Yep.
0: Which I kind of hate, gotcha. because I took, like, bills over Chiefs, and I'm a little... You know, we're
1: yeah, the run. injuries, uh, we'll see on the injuries. We'll, we'll have see. that news tomorrow. Yeah. I'm a
0: little nervous about that one. Terrell, <laughs> Dude, Terrell needs to play for me to feel a little confident.
1: I I will be shocked if he does, I'm just going to yeah, say. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Not looking he good. looked pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, but we'll know for sure on that tomorrow. But we'll be we'll be back soon. We'll, tomorrow, actually, yes, with our next episode. So in the meantime, if you miss us a lot, you can find us at mozzieandthemuscle.com, at mozzieandthemuscle on Instagram, and at mozzieandmuscle on Twitter. So we will see you all very soon, and thank you for tuning in.